Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. A call to boost safety for pedestrians. In Wheaton, I'm Dick Iuliano. How is sports betting in Maryland impacting the district? I'm John Doman. Local police department is accused of violating protesters' constitutional rights. We'll tell you about a new lawsuit that's in the works right now. On Wall Street, it was a mixed day at the closing bell Wednesday midweek. The Dow was down 85. NASDAQ picked up 15. The S&P was down 6. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP, where the time now is 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by General Steel. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. A nine-year-old girl and an Orlando, Florida area television reporter have been killed in separate shootings in the same general neighborhood outside the city. Authorities are now holding a single suspect. Here's CBS News correspondent Christian Benavides. The journalist reported for Spectrum News 13. Inside a home on another street, police found a woman and her nine-year-old daughter who had also been shot. The little girl later died from her injuries. No one in our community, uh, not a mother, not a nine-year-old, and certainly not news professionals, should become the victim of gun violence in our community. Police have arrested 19-year-old Keith Melvin Moses, who they say is responsible for all the shootings. A late look at the nation's weather map now shows a huge snow system over much of the country from the northern plains to New England. Some areas are getting especially hard hit. CBS News correspondent Jennifer Mayerly. In Minnesota, falling snow affected visibility on I-94 in Clay County and brought howling winds to Mankato. The storm delivered a first round to Minneapolis, but up to a foot and a half more could fall by Thursday, stranding some travelers at airports. They told me that they can't give me a voucher to get a hotel or anything like that, or food for my son. So we're kind of just stuck here. On tonight's Health Watch, harsh words from the Food and Drug Administration about alleged overprescription of controlled substances. Take Adderall. CBS's Alexander Tin. The FDA's top official, Dr. Robert Califf, criticized the industry for failing to develop non-addictive alternatives to opioids for managing pain and blasted some telehealth companies for profiting off of prescribing controlled drugs like Adderall without following up with patients. Now to seriously partying New Orleans and some of the Ash Wednesday follow-up there. WW TV's Erica Ferrando. Get my ass just like I always do. You know, it's a tradition. I like to cleanse from yesterday, you know, from all the partying. Brother Todd Van Alstine with Christ Church Cathedral stood on St. Charles Avenue for hours, Ash Wednesday, giving out ashes to go. For some people, it's uh, nerve-wracking to walk the threshold uh, of a church to come inside, and so we'd like to take that out to the street to make it as easy for them as possible. Ash Wednesday, the start of Lent, the 40-day holy season leading up to Easter. Turning overseas we are just getting late word of Israeli airstrikes in the Gaza Strip. This after the Israeli military said Palestinian militants fired six rockets from there into southern Israel. And from Chinese state media, word of a deadly mine collapse. People there buried under debris. At least two are known dead, 50 missing. This is CBS News. Here's Scott Gagnon, VP of Federal for Worldwide Technology. Worldwide technology solves our government's most complex challenges. We understand how to accelerate transformation. We analyze, design, test, and deliver practical solutions that integrate the best suited technologies. Our team is committed to your mission success. We are Worldwide Technology, your trusted partner for today's digital modernization journey. Visit WWT.com.
Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. WTOP at 203. Thursday morning, February 23rd, 2023. Clearing, breezy, warmer with some patchy fog. Parts of the area by daybreak. Temps actually rising into the 50s by daybreak. We're at 45 right now. I got Thursday morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you in this 2 a.m. hour. Man is dead this morning locally, shot by police outside a busy mall in Tyson's Corner Wednesday. It all started with a call about a theft inside Tyson's Corner Center. Officers stationed at the mall responded and saw the suspect, according to Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis. A uniform Fairfax County police officer gave chase in a plainclothes a Fairfax County police officer gave chase. That chase ended up in a wooded area where the officers opened fire. Uh, we struck the suspect. The man died at the hospital. What is not known? If our suspect uh, is uh, was armed. Body camera footage will be reviewed. Davis says while he's not identifying the man who was killed. His uh, encounters with local law enforcement in the National Capital Region span back many years, and it's a violent criminal history. In Tyson's Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Pedestrian fatalities have been rising across our region. A Wednesday night public meeting on that issue in Wheaton put a spotlight on a particularly dangerous stretch of roadway. Georgia Avenue is considered one of the worst uh, roads in Montgomery County. Just this year, two people have already been killed. Montgomery County Council member Natalie Fani Gonzalez of District 6 says the number one issue of her constituents is pedestrian safety. She's rallying support to boost safety on Georgia Avenue for people who are walking, bicycling, and scooting. A street that was designed for cars to go fast instead of people moving around. That's the main problem. Georgia Avenue, like New Hampshire and University Boulevard, are state roads. And Fani Gonzalez is reaching out to Governor Wes Moore to find more state money to boost safety. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. DC police facing a new federal lawsuit this week. Protesters accused the department of violating their First Amendment rights during the protest almost three years ago after George Floyd's death. The suit was filed Wednesday midweek in D.C.'s district court, we're told, by the Partnership of Civil Justice Fund on behalf of three protesters. The complaint apparently seeks to end what it calls indiscriminate use of projectile weapons, including stinger grenades, foam and rubber bullets and flashbang devices against those marching in the streets. Two plaintiffs in the case say police used a weapon that exploded shrapnel into their legs during the 2020 protests, causing puncture wounds. The D.C. Lottery's Gambit sports betting app has been much maligned by the sports betting industry, and even some district leaders argue the city is not profiting as much as it could off this. So how has expanding so far the betting around the DMV area impacted things? During a D.C. Council oversight hearing, Michelle Minton with the Competitive Enterprise Institute blasted the D.C. Lottery and the Gambad app. In the three years that they've been operating sports betting in the city, were they an employee, they'd be fired. They were an elected official, they would not be reelected. On the contrary, the data confirms that a sole operator model that provides a larger share of profits is most effective for the district. Frank Suarez, who heads the D.C. Lottery, says per capita, D.C. rakes in more tax revenue than most states, including Virginia. Now, the city does expect an impact with mobile betting now legal in Maryland, though so far... We haven't yet seen that 
um, actually happen. Still, the city's forecasting a $300,000 decline in tax revenue from sports betting this year. John Dome in WTOP News. Nearly 20 ATM machines have been found in a creek locally in northeast D.C. That's got the attention of the FBI 20 ATMs we're talking about now. D.C. police tell our news partners at NBC4 this week they're working apparently with federal investigators in the case to try to figure out just how the ATMs ended up in Watts Branch Creek. Neighborhoods, uh, neighbors, that is, say they've been finding the machines in their neighborhoods along the creek for some time now. They've taken to social media as well to complain about it. D.C.'s Department of General Services says so far they've found 18 ATMs in all in the creek. Eight have been removed. The rest, they say, will be taken out this week. It's Thursday morning, February 23rd. Welcome to WTOP, where the time now is 2.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, there, Dino, we start in Virginia once again. That's where the fun's been, especially on I-95, trying to get through our work zone. Northbound after Fredericksburg, trying to get across the Rappahannock River. Still pretty chill right now. Very little volume, and we're doing very well getting through the work zone. Single right getting by. We have had stoppages in this one, though. Cannot rule out additional stoppages. Factor that into your overnight driving calculus. But for the moment, things moving along swimmingly northbound on 95. A couple of minor work zones southbound after Quantico and after Garrisonville. And they're over on the right side. They're there mainly to be seen. But again, stay to the left to get by. On the Capitol Beltway, the outer loop work and the inner loop work between the GW Parkway and Georgetown Pike. Two right lanes getting by in each case. And additionally, on the inner loop after Arlington Boulevard heading toward I-66, it's two to the left to get by that part of the work. 66, the inner loop ramp to, or check that, 66 eastbound, the ramp to the inner loop is blocked. 66 westbound, the ramp to the outer loop blocked by overnight work. So you can see how that configuration works. You may have to do some rerouting if you're trying to get onto the Capitol Beltway from 66, depending on which which way you're coming from and which way you're going. On the Maryland Beltway, no reported delays. 95 is quiet. BW Parkway, still with a little bit of soy. We may have that work zone continuing southbound before Greenbelt Road and a right lane should be getting by without much delay. On 50, across the Bay Bridge, two-way traffic traveling on the eastbound span without delay. The ride through Bowie at Annapolis, uneventful. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit FitzMall.com. Transparency you can trust. I'm Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. Some big changes as we make our way through the next couple of hours and the next couple of days. First of all, the next few hours, starting off on a cool note in some areas as the warm air is moving in quickly across our region. So you may need the jacket in the morning, but you will not need it in the afternoon. Temperatures rebounding into the upper 70s to around 80 degrees. That would be a record high for the day. Friday, much cooler. Temperatures in the upper 40s to low 50s in the afternoon. Saturday, going 42. That's it. Wind chills in the 20s and 30s all day. And could even be a snow shower. I'm Storm Speaking 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> Just a little heads up before something bad happens. Move your coffee cup away from your computer. No, 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 no. So you can have more control. Stop. You're texting your boss. 
Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Warning, the cap is loose on that catch-up. Ugh. Don't wait. You have the power to change the outcome. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. This is WTOP News. An American Airlines flight from Jacksonville, Florida, here to Reagan National, apparently never made it to D.C. Flight 3444 ended up at Raleigh-Durham instead because of an apparent security concern involving a disruptive passenger. Police met the flight in North Carolina, taking the person away. The trouble started Wednesday afternoon, we're told. The FBI says this morning it's now figuring out whether or not to file federal charges in this case. Now we turn this morning to the bumpy road that lies ahead for D.C.'s revised criminal code. The document that defines crimes and sentences has not been updated in over a century. But the new changes have to be approved first by Congress before taking effect. D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson, who champions the revised code, admits the council's fighting an uphill battle with this one. Part of the problem that we're dealing with is that a significant number of Democrats in the Senate are up for election next year. They do not want to see campaign messages about how they're soft on crime. Mendelson blames Mayor Muriel Bowser for casting the revised code as easy on criminals. It's easy to say it uh, makes the city less safe, but uh, prove it to me because you can't prove it to me. He argues the lower sentencing guidelines within the updated code won't actually impact crime. What does? It's swift and certain justice. Here are full conversation on how the changes would actually impact D.C. residents on this week's episode of WTOP's DMV Download Podcast. Luke Garrett, WTOP News. WTOP has reached out to the mayor's office for response to Middleton's comments. So far, no response. We're following developments this morning out of Arlington County as well, where a 94-year-old man is charged with crimes against children, and investigators say it's possible there are more victims in this case. Officers arrested and charged Adolfo Zambrano of Arlington with two counts of aggravated sexual battery after a woman called 911 on February 10th, reporting seeing a suspicious interaction between the 94-year-old and a child. Detectives with the Special Victims Unit arrived to learn the woman had confronted Zambrano, and detectives confirmed the child had been touched inappropriately. In investigating Zambrano, they say they learned of another woman's abuse by Zambrano when she was a child. Police want anyone who knows of other inappropriate encounters with Zambrano to contact them. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. This is WTOP News. Hi, I'm Mike Richmond of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs with this message for veterans. Did you serve in the military? Veterans should take note of a new life insurance program called VA Life. The program provides guaranteed acceptance of whole life insurance coverage to veterans 80 and under with any level of service-connected disability. Some veterans 81 and older may also be eligible. Guaranteed acceptance is a whole life policy that doesn't require a medical exam or ask health questions. It also doesn't have a limited two-year window to sign up. Whole life insurance provides coverage for the life of the policyholder, provided that premiums are always paid. Premium rates are locked in for the life of the policy. For more information, go to benefits.va.gov insurance. I'm Mike Richmond. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Maryland handled business against last place Minnesota, leading by as many as 28 on their way to an 88-70 win, in which the Terps shot 68% to win their third game in their last four and improved to 10-7 and in conference, Coach Kevin Willard. We knew how important this game was. I mean, that's one thing I was really happy about. These guys knew that this was a, this was a huge game. Get to 10 wins, have Northwestern coming in. I think we're tied for third now, so... I thought the way we handled that part of the game was really impressive for this group. Georgetown's second half rally fell short in a 79-70 loss to St. John's that drops the Hoyas to 2-16 in the Big East. George Washington, for the fourth time in nine games, needed overtime to win. And American has lost five straight after Navy's defense dominated the second half of the Eagles' 70-54 loss. Coach Mike Brennan. Well, you got to be aggressive. And if you're kind of on your heels a little bit and confused a little bit, it's hard to be aggressive. So I thought that happened too many possessions today. But they do a good job. They're good at that going from the, you know, the zone to like man halfway through the shot clock. Sixth-ranked Virginia had its worst performance of the season in an upset loss to Boston College that could cost the Cavaliers come tournament time. The Capitals had Alex Ovechkin back in practice after a week away from the team to mourn the loss of his father. You think you'll make the 7 p.m. face-off against the Ducks, Ovi? We'll see. So, you know, I just want to come back right away, you know, put my mind in a different position than we're struggling right now, so I'm just do my best to bring energy, bring something to the team. That something needs to be scoring. The Caps have averaged only 1.6 goals per game during this five-game losing streak. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. This is WTOP News. An Orlando TV reporter, a 90-year-old girl, and another person were gunned down in separate incidents last night. But their connected shootings were told in Central Florida this morning. CBS News correspondent Christian Benavides heard from Orange County Sheriff John Minna. Sheriff's deputies first responded to a deadly shooting in a residential area of Pine Hills, Florida, Wednesday morning. They found a woman uh, who was in her 20s who was shot and succumbed to her injuries. And then in the late afternoon came 911 calls about two additional shootings. Deputies located two men who had been shot uh, in or near a vehicle. They are a News 13 reporter and photographer who were on the scene to cover the homicide. Good up stories we're covering for you on WTLP. This early Thursday morning, two police officers locally gunned down a man suspected of stealing from Tyson's Corner Center Mall. Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, we're told, are the latest to get subpoenas this week from the new special counsel investigating the Capitol riot and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. And former President Donald J. Trump escalating the political showdown this week over that toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, by paying a visit to the town and slamming the Biden administration's response. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. Continuing to move in Virginia, 95 northbound through the work zone after, uh, after I should say after Fredericksburg heading toward the Rappahannock River Ridge. Just getting the update on the cameras. Yep, we are still moving. Single right past the work, but no serious fuss getting past it. Uh, 95 southbound, stepping around the cones after Quantico and again after Garrisonville and again right before Falmouth over on the right side, but no serious fuss doing it. Capitol Beltway interloop work after Arlington Boulevard heading toward I-66, two left lanes getting by, and then inner and outer loop between the GW Parkway and Georgetown Pike. You are two lanes to the right getting past the work. The ramp from the interloop to go west on the 66 express lanes, that's blocked on 66. The ramp from eastbound to go to the inner loop is blocked, so is the westbound ramp to get to the outer loop. So you can see it's a little bit of a push-me-pull-you sort of thing 
plan accordingly as you try to make that transition from 66 to get onto the Capitol Beltway as needed. On the Maryland Beltway between Bethesda and Oxon Hill, we are good. 95 is quiet. BW Parkway, maybe some lingering effects of that work zone southbound before Greenbelt Road. Right lane getting by. 50 across the Bay Bridge, still doing the two-way Samba on the eastbound span of the Bay Bridge without delay. In the district, the freeway is quiet. The 295 is running without reported problems. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking what could be a record-breaking day across our area. Still a little bit on the cool side from the D.C. area to the north, but to the south, we're starting to see that warmer air making its way in. And by this afternoon, it is going to get really warm. So you might need the jacket early. You will not need it later on. Going for high temperatures in the upper 70s to around 80 degrees, a little bit on the breezy side. And sunshine will make it feel a lot more like the month of May. It really is going to be incredible. On Friday, much cooler temperatures move back in. High temperatures in the upper 40s to low 50s in the afternoon. Wind chills will be a factor by Friday night. And on Saturday, we even have a chance of a rain or snow shower with a high temperature only in the upper 30s to low 40s. That cold air sticks around just like they always have one day. And then we're right back to 58 on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. This is WTOP News. We're hearing this morning here at WTOP from the new leader of D.C.'s troubled 911 call center, promising change and a fresh start. Critics say several lives have actually been lost in recent years when first responders were sent to the wrong address or the response was just too slow. We have a game plan moving forward. Heather McGaffin, the acting director of D.C.'s Office of Unified Communications, is for the first time detailing some of the changes she's making. In the next 90 days, the agency will see a few things. The first being a complete policy overhaul. McGaffin says she's increased the number of supervisors who are on duty at any given time, and new employees will now need 14 weeks weeks of training instead of the five weeks that were previously required. McGaffin has a lot of work to do as the call center has often come under fire for delays in sending out ambulances and mistakes, such as sending emergency crews out to incorrect locations. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Rising hate crimes outside of the schools, prompting a local lawmaker on this issue to pursue an anti-hate task force. The call is coming this week from County Council President Evan Glass, who says the spike right now in racial, ethnic, and LGBTQ hate crimes is disturbing and frightening. Glass further says the latest numbers from a couple of years ago show more than 140 bias incidents. More than half were considered race-related. Many were focused on black people, and two out of ten were told targeted Asian people. Many of the crimes were aimed at Jewish people. Glass has now sent a letter about the, this to the county executive, Mark Elridge, to get his take on it. Since last Friday, in fact, Montgomery County Public Schools says several more instances of anti-Semitic messages have been found inside four different school buildings. And this news, as the superintendent this morning promising action. We've had nine incidents, anti-Semitic incidents happening in our schools since Friday. And Superintendent Dr. Monifa McKnight says the incidents, including drawings, were found at four schools. She's calling the actions unacceptable and says in response, some new steps are being taken, including kids responsible seeing the acts added to their personal file in a form that has their name and grade level. I think these things are important when you look at the profile of an entire student over time for them currently and their future. And it will identify, you know, what the act was. Also for the parents of the students who get in trouble. We are going to be requesting that our parents come in and be a part of the resolution for that child in the school. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. 
This is WTOP News. We're seeing a lot of progress when it comes to fuel cells. This is Jeff Gilbert with the Cork Chronicles. GM and Honda have been working on a new fuel cell. Honda's Ryan Hardy says it costs about a third of the last one they had. Fuel cells as a product to deliver into various markets for power generation, whether they be you know, for mobility, for stationary power, for industrial applications, are commercially ready. That fuel cell will go into a special version of the Honda CRV, which will also have batteries that can be plugged in and recharged. So we get the best of both worlds of recharging at home, as well as quick, short hydrogen refueling time that's only possible with fuel cell vehicles. Production begins in 2024. It'll be sold in very small numbers. With the Cork Chronicles, I'm Jeff Gilbert, CBS News. Thank the Lord for the night You're with WTOP, Dean Lane. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot-coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part, 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The pandemic-era boom in the U.S. housing market is quickly going bust. A report from the Redfin real estate firm finds the value of the U.S. housing market fell by $2.3 trillion, or nearly 5% in the second half of last year, the biggest percentage drop since the financial crisis. Rising mortgage rates are blamed. More homeowners are going solar, and Sunrun is capturing a greater share of the market. Sunrun says it installed over 275 million megawatts of solar panels in the fourth quarter. That tops an industry record set by Solar City in 2015, a year before it was bought by Tesla. You can't milk an almond or an oat, but makers of plant-based milk products can continue to call them milk following an FDA ruling. The Wall Street Journal reports the agency said label information on non-dairy milk products should explain how they are different from cow's milk. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Where will you be a year from now? Your savings could be on the road to growth when you choose a 12-month share certificate from Andrews Federal Credit Union. With a great rate of 4.45% APY for 12 months, watch your savings grow fast and start planning for that next big goal, knowing your Andrews Federal Share Certificate will help you get there. Open yours today at andrewsfcu.org and earn 4.45% APY. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA. For eligible Indian membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. This is a message from the U.S.